Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome to the Cambridge Islamic College podcast. It has been narrated in Sahih Muslim that the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Whenever some people gather in one of Allah's houses to recite the Book of Allah and study it among themselves, then calmness descends upon them. The angels surround them, mercy covers them, and Allah mentions them to those who are with Him. And some of the most recited verses of the Holy Quran are from the last chapter. Chapter. These verses are some of the first to be taught to children and new Muslims, as well as recited regularly in congregation. So what better way for us to launch Cambridge Islamic College's podcast channel than with Sheikh Muhammad Akram Nadwi's Tafsir of Juzamma. It is often said that Tafsir requires knowledge and understanding of all of the Islamic sciences and not just knowledge of the Arabic language. Sheikh Akram expertly deciphers the intricacies of these surahs and in his unique and in manner makes them relatable. So, without further ado, let's begin this journey. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Wa salatu wa salamu ala rasooli Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahabihi ma'ina amma ba'd fa'udhu billahi minash shaytani rajim. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Amma tasa'alun anin nabayl azim alladhi hum fiha mukhtalifun. So my dear brothers and sisters, so this is the 30th Jews of the Quran. I know Quran has been divided in uh, different ways. Some divisions of the Quran, they are from the Quran or they are divine from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But the th- some divisions of the Quran, they are not divine. They are not from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this division of the Quran into ajza or into paras or into parts, they are not divine. They are not from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They are, you know, they are later. They are later. We don't know exactly when it happened, but they are later. So when you have divided the Quran into 30 Jews, or 30 ajza, 30 parts, or 30 paras, as we say in India. So they are not divine. They are not from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The reason could be because people used to, uh, you know, like to complete the whole Quran in Taraweeh to one month. So maybe for that reason they divided the Quran into 30 parts. So every night they can read one para, one juice of the Quran. So that could be the reason. Uh, in Arab countries, they also have another division. They have ahzab, hizb. So every para, every Jews has got two hizb. So they have the division of the Quran in 60 parts. 60. Every Jews basically has got two hizb. So there's another uh, division of the Quran. Uh, in Ind- if you look in Indian Mus'haf, you also can find another thing. They have a ruku'ah. They write ruku'ah. Raka, wawain, ruku'ah. Ruku'ah basically means that, you know, they have a made a division, roughly, it's not very, very, very concise in way, and they don't have any uh, systematic way for ruku, but roughly it means that, you know, to make easier for the people how much to read in one rakah of, uh, of the prayer. So when you do the prayer, how much you read in one rakah of the prayer. The ruku basically means bowing down, going ruku. So they have got, you know, uh, the every Jews in several rukus, sometime like, you know, 15, 16, 17, or 18 ruku uh, in one Jews. So all these divisions of the para, or you can consider juz, or ahzab, or similarly ruku, none of them are divine. They are not from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they are not from the Prophet sallallahu and they are not from the companions. They came in later on. So that's why when he's saying juz 30th, this is not really a division of the Quran. And it actually, you can say juz 30th does not mean very much in, in, in the Quranic term. Because the you know the, the theme that I, now you know we can see in this Jews, Surah Naba, 
it is not starting from this surah. It actually is starting from the surah before that. Surah Al-Mursalat, actually, Surah Al-Mursalat and Surah Al-Naba, both are very much linked to each other. And they exactly have the same theme, both, both of them same theme. So if you have to start, you should start from Surah Al-Mursalat, uh, not from Surah Al-Naba. So first thing is to keep in mind the division of the Quran into paras, or into ajza, or into ahzab, or into ruku. They are human made, mind made. They could be you know, some benefit, but they are not divine. What actually divine is the division of the Quran into surahs. The Quran has got 114 surahs. That is from Allah SWT. That is divine. That is from the heaven. And that what actually was revealed to the Prophet Sallallahu And he used to read the Quran according to this division. And actually he used to call the, these surahs with those names. Surah Al-Baqarah, Surah Al-Imran, Surah Al-Nisa. So this division, that is from heaven. This is divine from Allah SWT. Though when the Quran was revealed to the Prophet Sallallahu as I have mentioned so many times, when it was revealed to the Prophet Sallallahu it was not revealed in this order. The Prophet Sallallahu received the Quran uh, in a different order. And that was the order, of the order of the occasion of the people. So whenever the community of the Prophet Sallallahu needed any guidance, Allah Subhanahu Wa used to send to him something from the Quran according to the need of the community. It could be sometime from a later surah, sometime from earlier surah. It could be from anywhere, whatever needed. And then the angel would command the Prophet Sallallahu you know, put these, these verses in this surah after this verse or before that verse. So the order actually, you know, of the surah, the verses, is from Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. Though revelation actually was different. Mostly, what now we see, the last parts of the Quran, they were revealed to the Prophet Sallallahu in the beginning of his life in Makkah al-Mukarramah. The most in Makkah surahs, what actually has come. And you can say roughly, the way the surah, the work, you know, it starts from the big surah and going gradually to the smaller surahs. But sometimes, it is not the same order. Like you can see, Surah Al-Anfal, it is smaller surah, it comes before Surah Al-Tawbah or Surah Al-Baraha, which is bigger than that. Even Surah Al-Nisa is bigger than Surah Al-Imran. So it is not all the time the same. Surah Ibrahim is smaller and the surah before that, they are, they are bigger than that. So it is not really in all the time that you know, it goes from the big surah to small surah, but roughly, mostly, it is like that, how it works, the, from big surah to small surahs. Uh, so that keep in mind, that you know, the division of the Quran into surahs and division of the surahs into ayahs, into verses, that is divine and that is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Though about the verses, they are little different sometimes, not, not very much, because there are many scholars who think that Bismillah rahman rahim in every surah is part of the Quran. And there are people who say, no, Bismillah rahman rahim is not part of the Quran, it only has been there to separate one surah from the other surah. Like people of Medina, Imam Malik, Rahmanullah Ta'ala. Imam Hanifa and his followers, they think Bismillah is part of the Quran somewhere, in one place. But other places, that they copied uh, uh, you know, that example. So somewhere, in one place, Bismillah is part of the Quran, but everywhere else, just companions, they put it for barakah, for blessing, or for separation. So you can say there are three opinions. One, Bismillah is part of every surah. One, Bismillah is part of no surah, it is just for separation. And according to Hanafi Madhab, Bismillah is part of only one surah, and other surahs they just basically have put for barakah, for blessing, and to separate one surah from the other surah. <coughs> so that difference is there. That's why you can say Surah Al-Fatiha, everybody says seven verses. So those who make Bismillah one verse, so they, you know, they make rest of the surah six verses. Those who say Bismillah is not one verse, then they make the rest of the Fatiha in seven verses. But everybody agrees it is seven verses. So there are some differences of that uh, among the ulama. So now we are coming to this surah, Surah Al-Naba. Inshallah, you know, 
mentioned that last, you know, these surahs, most of them, they contain the basic, uh, in, uh, uh, basic teachings of the Quran. And they are what? There is a first thing is that to not to worship anyone other than Allah. No ibadah for anyone other than Allah. So this is the first major message of the Quran. Second thing is that the Prophet Muhammad is messenger of Allah. So people must obey him. People must follow, follow his, his teachings. People must, must, must respect him uh, as a messenger. And the third thing is, actually this is the, that is the core of the whole message, and that is the belief in the day of judgment. That there is a day hereafter, and this world is temporary, and people have been created for the day hereafter. So their life on the face of the earth is very short life, and after that there will be judgment, and then they are going to live forever, either in paradise or fire of hell. So people have been not created for this world, they have been created for the hereafter. That is the Quran, and inshallah I am going to discuss that in more detail. So the third main message of the Quran is belief in the day hereafter. Some people think the belief in the day hereafter is why? So make your life here in a full of justice. If you know there is a judgment, so then you follow justice here. So basically what they make actually, they make this world as the main thing. This is not how the Quran is. People have been created for the day hereafter. This is space given to them. The people have to believe in that day because in one day there will be judgment among the people and either paradise or fire or hell. So that is the purpose of the creation. So uh, inshallah I will explain uh, that little bit more. One more thing that keeps coming in this surah of the early period is uh, the, uh, the matter of Ihsan. You know, Allah is commanding people all the time, be good to the people, be nice to the people. So either you have to worship your Lord alone, your creator, similarly you have to be nice to his creation to your neighbors, to your brothers, to your family, to, uh, to your parent, and to people uh, in general. People have to be nice. Ihsan, actually one of the, and Ihsan comes in different words in Arabic language, in the Quran, sometimes it's charity, sometimes you know, more than that, sometimes the word Ihsan comes, sometimes Bir comes, but these words keep coming in the Quran in early surah. So the people have to be, they must be nice to, the, to, uh, to uh, other people, to their parents, to their relatives, and to their you know, neighbors, uh, and to, to, to the human being in, in, in general. So these are the main messages of the Quran in the beginning of Islam. Then after that, when the Prophet moved to Madinah Manawara and they have got in, uh, a, a bigger space or better space, then Allah also revealed those verses which are concerned how to organize your space according to command of Allah. So they are basically like a secondary thing. They are more details of the Sharia and Islamic law. So people, basic, basic command is the people should not worship anyone other than Allah Taala. People should work for the day hereafter. People's purpose should be that how they become so, so obedient to Allah, then they get paradise. And the second thing is, if you get proper space, whatever space you get, you have also to organize that space uh, according to the law of Allah Whatever space you get. If you've got family, their family should be run, governed by the law of Allah If you've got a state, that state should be governed by the law of Allah But that is secondary, secondary thing. The first thing is, no, first we can say another word, there are two divisions in the Quran, deen and sharia. So the first command of Islam is deen. People have no way other than to obey Allah Because second thing is, even the space that should be governed according to the command of Allah If you do that, then that also becomes ibadah and deen. So the, uh, this is there. So keep in mind that actually how the, uh, uh, you know, the main Quranic messages. Another thing is, you know, because we are going to, some people are new, so I must emphasize really, 
very often actually when people read the Quran, they read the Quran like any other book. So that one should be understood. Like, you know, for example, if you're reading uh, a poetry, you know that poetry is different. The arguments in the poetry, they are not arguments, scientific arguments. Very often in the poetry, the arguments are more, you know, sentimental, more actually things that are not, you know, not proven, but, you know, they can make you move. So similarly, if you read good prose writing, it is different in argument. If you read Bible, you know, you can see the way it is different. If you read a book, a story, it is different. The Quran actually is a unique book. It is a different book. To always keep in mind, when you read the Quran, read the Quran as it is. Don't think you are reading a Bible. When you read the Quran, don't, don't think you are reading any other work. You are reading the Quran. Because there is nothing similar to the Quran. Second thing is, Quran is in Arabic language. So when you read translation of the Quran, you should know that you are reading translation of the Quran made by human being uh, to make uh, the meaning of Allah nearer to your mind. But those translations, they are not from Allah. They are not divine. So don't make a judge, judgment on the basis of a translation because they are not from Allah. And nobody can make justice to the word of Allah It's impossible for the people. Even the words that are chosen in the Quran, you know, they are so comprehensive, it's impossible for the people in, in, in many, many languages to translate them. I've been so, so giving examples so many times, like Rahman, like Rahim, like Rabb, like the word Elah, you know, like the word Deen, you know, and Bir. You know, these are many, many words in the Quran. It is impossible for anybody to translate them in any language in one, in one single word. You have to explain them. People don't have, the, like for example in English, there are many, many modern words. If you translate them in Arabic language, they don't make sense unless you explain them. So similarly in Arabic language, there are many, many words. If you translate them to any language, they don't make sense unless you explain them properly. So that keeps my Quran is in Arabic language. The third thing you keep in mind is that this is a book of Allah. So when you read the Quran, it is not a book of the Prophet Muhammad it is not the book of the companions. It is not the book of any pious people. It is not the book of any human being. It is the book of your creator, your master, the dead kid mind. It is coming from him. It is the book of instruction. It is not a book of demonstration. It is a book coming from your creator, how to, to, to command you what to do. It has come to guide you. It has come to instruct you. So keep in mind the book of your creator, your master, your lord. It is not a book of any human being like you. It is not from the Prophet Muhammad it is not from Ibrahim or Musa or any company. It is book of your creator. So uh, that keep in mind. Another thing is very often when people read the Quran, you know, they see the Quran always makes statements, but there is no argument very often. So, and people who are in human language, when you read actually something new, you always you know, feel need that if there is a statement, there should be argument. Because otherwise, how are you going to believe? If something you don't know, and if somebody makes a statement, so he should prove that. Quran does not have that. Very often, Quran, does, Quran has a statement, but without, without any demonstration, any proof. To understand how the Quran works. The Quranic way basically is really very natural way. Natural way basically is a, a, true, a true and clear statement, basically in itself, is an argument. If you make a clear statement, which is true, which basically comes to your nature, you don't need to bring any argument for that. Everybody in daily life, they do this thing. If two brothers are fighting, you say, yeah, you are fighting, you are brothers, you are fighting. You know, this thing is so natural to the people. You don't need to make a big argument that fighting is so bad and this and that, so you should not fight. You know, this is a natural statement. Quranic, because, because what actually happens is the nature itself makes proof. 
تو وین اللہ سوات کمانڈ سے پیپل سم تھنگ اللہ ڈز ناٹ نیڈ ٹو برنگ این آرگومنٹ بیکاز واٹ اللہ از ڈوئنگ ایکچولی از از ایڈریسنگ یور اون نیچر یور اون نیچر ٹیلس یو دس مسٹ بی ٹرو اف اللہ کمانڈس یو دیٹ پیپل مسٹ تھینک دیئر کریٹر تو اللہ ڈز ناٹ نیڈ ٹو برنگ پروف وائز دے شوڈ تھینک بیکاز دس تھنگ تھینکنگ دا کریٹر اٹس سم تھنگ یور نیچر بیکاز یو نو دیٹ یو تھینک فار ایوری باڈی تو وائی شوڈ ناٹ تھینک دا ون ہو ایکچولی گیوس یو ایوری تھنگ تو دیٹ کیوٹ مائی ڈونٹ لک ان دا قرآن فار دا آرگومنٹس آف دا ٹائم ٹرائی ٹو انڈرسٹینڈ بیسکلی قرآن قرآن از اے کلیئر اسٹیٹمنٹ وچ ایکچولی ہیز کم فرام یور نیچر اینڈ دیٹ وائی کنسی دا حدیث آف دا پروفیٹ صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم ویری آفن ڈونٹ فائن آرگومنٹ بیکاز واٹ دے ڈو واٹ واٹ قرآن اینڈ دا حدیث ڈو دے ایکچولی لائک ذکر ریمائنڈر وین پیپل ریمائنڈ سم تھنگ دے ڈونٹ نیڈ ٹو پروو سم تھنگ ریمائنڈر بیسکلی مینس اور یو نیو آلریڈی بٹ سم ہاؤ یو ڈونٹ وانٹ ٹو ریمبر یو ہیو فار گاٹن یو جسٹ نیڈ ٹو بی ریمائنڈر اگین اگین سو دیٹ ہاؤ دا قرآن ورکس تو سمپل تھنگ آلویز رن لرن دس تھنگ اینی کلیئر اسٹیٹمنٹ اے کلیئر اسٹیٹمنٹ اف اٹ ٹرو اٹ کین ٹو یور نیچر اٹ ایکچولی ان اٹ سیلف از این آرگومنٹ یو ڈونٹ نیڈ اینی آرگومنٹ فار دیٹ دیٹ ہاؤ دا ہیومن بینگ ورکس پیپل ڈونٹ اف یو میک این آرگومنٹ فار دوز نیچرل اسٹیٹمنٹس یو بیسکلی میکنگ میکنگ یور اسٹیٹمنٹ آرٹیفیشل یو جسٹ وانٹ ٹو شو دیٹ یو وانٹ ٹو میک آرگومنٹ فار ایوری تھنگ اٹ از ناٹ ایکچولی رائٹ وے ٹو سے دا قرآن ایکچولی فالو دیٹ نیچر سو کیپ ان مائنڈ ڈونٹ لک ان دا قرآن فار دا آرگومنٹ ٹرائی ٹو انڈرسٹینڈ ہاؤ اٹ میک سینس اینڈ ایکچولی ہاؤ یو ہاؤ اللہ واٹ اللہ سوتھ وانٹ ٹو سے دیٹ وائی کین سی دا فسٹ ورس آف دا قرآن از ناٹ اینی آرگومنٹ واٹ الحمد للہ رب العالمین کیٹ از سو نیچرل وین یو سی دس یونیورس اراؤنڈ یو اینڈ یور اون کریشن اینڈ یو اسکیز ریئل دیٹ بفور یو آر بورن اللہ سو تعالیٰ کریٹ یور پیرنٹ اللہ میڈ اے لینگویج فار یو اللہ میڈ آل دا اسپیس فار یو دا ووٹر دا فوڈ ایوری تھنگ بفور یو آر بورن ایوری تھنگ دا یونیورس ویٹنگ فار یو تو وین یو اوپن یور آئی اینڈ یو اسٹارٹ انڈرسٹینڈنگ دا ہول یونیورس یو ریئلی فل فل اینڈ ویلمڈ انو فار تھینکنگ فار گریٹ فل تو فسٹ ورڈ دیٹ کم فرام اینی بڈیز ماؤتھ الحمد یو ڈونٹ نیڈ اینی آرگومنٹ فار دیٹ دیٹ کیپ ان مائنڈ دیر قرآنک وے بیسکلی ٹو ٹیچ یو ٹو انسٹرکٹ یو ٹو میک اے کلیئر اسٹیٹمنٹ وچ آلریڈی ان یور نیچر اینڈ ایکچولی اف یو لک ان پراپرلی ایوری سنگل آرگومنٹ ان دا ورلڈ دے اونلی آر آتھینٹک اف دے آر کنیکٹڈ ود یور نیچر ادر وائز اف دے آر ناٹ کنیکٹ ود یور نیچر دے آر آرٹیفیشل انو آرگومنٹ اینڈ سم ویری آفن دے آر فورس آرگومنٹ آرگومنٹ اونلی کین بی ٹرو اف ایکچولی کمس فرام یور نیچر سو دیٹ وائی نیچرل آرگومنٹس اف دے آر ویری کلیئر اسٹیٹمنٹ دے ڈونٹ نیڈ اینی اینی پروف دے ڈونٹ نیڈ ٹو میک ویری کلیئر سو دیٹ دیٹ یو نو انڈرسٹینڈ پراپرلی دیٹ وین یو ریڈ دا قرآن ریڈ دا قرآن ایز اے بک آف یور کریٹر اینڈ ایز بک آف انسٹرکشن بک آف گائیڈنس بک ایکچولی وچ یو نو برنگس آؤٹ یور اون نیچر اے بک آف ریمائنڈر بیسکلی اٹ بک ہیز کم ٹو ریمائنڈ یو سو دیٹ وی ہیو ویری آفن وین پیپل ڈونٹ کیپ دیس تھنگ دیر مائنڈ اینڈ دے ریڈ دا قرآن دے ریئلی ڈونٹ انڈرسٹینڈ قرآن اینڈ ویری آفن مینی پیپل ایکچولی دے لک دے ریڈ دا قرآن فار سم تھنگ ایلس دے وانٹ ٹو فائنڈ آرگومنٹ فار سم تھنگ ایلس سپورٹ فار سم تھنگ ایلس اینڈ دیر مس مس تو ان لیس یو ریڈ دا قرآن فرام دا اینگل آف دا قرآن اینڈ ہاؤ دا کریٹر ہیز میڈ اٹ یو بیسکلی ان پیپل ول بی مس لاکلی آئی ٹیل اے اسٹوری ہیئر دیر واز ریڈنگ سم ور دیٹ این امریکن لیڈی شی 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 کیم ٹو لنڈن اینڈ شی واز لوکنگ فار فار اے اسٹریٹ ان لنڈن سو ان دا مارننگ یو نو دا پیپل ہو سیل دا نیوز پیپرس اینڈ ڈراپ ان دا ہاؤس شی فاؤنڈ ون آف دیم ٹو آسک ہم یو نو دا ایڈریس یو نو ویئر شی وانٹ ٹو گو and this person you know in russia to he said he told her the address properly how to go but you know in quickly so she said to him that you know i want to 
you know, put you in trouble again, uh, you know, if you can explain to me again because I, I didn't get you. So he said actually very nice thing. He said, uh, you are your trouble. You are your trouble because you are listening with an American accent. So that actually, that, that trouble of the people actually is. When people read the Quran, they read the Quran with their own accent, with their own language, with their own background. This is the trouble of the people. Before reading this book, think really, this is a book of my Lord, my creator, one who is more sincere to me than universe. He really wants to guide me. He loves me. He has so much mercy upon me. He, you know, this actually keep in mind. If you keep in mind, actually, you will be, before reading the Quran, you will cry. Abu Huraira, before reading the Quran, actually, sometimes he becomes unconscious. That, you know, Hada Kitab Rabbi, this is book, my Lord, he sent me. Just think there is something fresh from heaven. A really, Muslims should be so pleased that they have got actually few things which are as fresh from the heaven as possible, really. Like with the, the book, you know, the Quran, the Kaaba, the house of Allah is so, so fresh, so clear that no, no mistake in this foundation and no mistake in its building. It is so clear, and actually the Prophet Muhammad in his life really so clearly you know, preserved these things actually in great mercy of Allah on the people. This book actually in the words, it is from Allah not only me, it, it, the word itself are from Allah Just think really, every single word actually people should love it. It's because it is from Allah The first thing keep in mind, read the Quran from the eye, uh, from the angle of the Quran. Read the Quran as the book of the creator, as the book of your master, as the book of, of one who had more mercy for you than your father and mother. If your mother, if you are away from your mother and she sends a letter to you, you know, people become so happy. They read again, again. They keep their letters of their mother. Now actually the time has gone for the, for the letters. People don't have this thing. But in the past, if you read how people used to wait for the letters coming from, from their home. If this book has come from someone who is more beloved to you than your mom than your father. Just think of what he wants from, from you. You should really be happy to read again and again, find out what he wants to say. The thing again, not only reading, you should enjoy the reading and enjoy the, you should enjoy the message. Oh, my Lord wants from me this thing. You know, he commands me this. Like, you know, in, in the old family system, if the father commands his sons anything, even if they don't like, they feel obligated, they feel really obliged, they must carry on the command of their, their father. Because, you know, he is the Lord of the family, they must do. You know, my Lord commands me something and I sit lazy. I'm lazy, I don't do anything. This never can happen. So, you know, keep in, in, in mind that this book is from your Lord, from your Creator. The book is not from Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. This book is not from any Arab people. This is not a people, book of Arab people. Understand this thing properly. This is not a book of Arab people. This is not a book of non-Arab people. This is not a book of Muslims. This is a book of your Creator. This is a book for every single human being on the face of the earth. From the, time, from the time it was revealed until the last day, this is book of every single person. Even if the prophets and messengers, they come back again, they never can have any revelation better than this one. That why Allah SWT does not want to send a messenger. Because if a new messenger comes, what will he bring? Can he bring anything better than the Quran? No. Any new messengers, they have to follow this Quran. So why we need a new messenger? Because nobody can bring, no messenger ever can bring any book better than this book. This is the last final book. They never can be better than that. This is for every single human being. So don't, don't make the Quran as the book of Muslims. Many people on the street, they think really, Quran is the book of Muslims. It is not the book of Muslims. It is the book of your creator sent to every human being. It is a message for every single human being. This is not the book of Arab people. This is a book of for all the human beings. Arab, non-Arab, Muslims, non-Muslim, everybody must read it and everybody must, must guide it. That actually keep in mind. The next thing actually in coming is, if you read this book, what actually can get very clearly is 
that this book has only one concern to save you from the fire of hell. This is the major concern of this book for the people. Because God has made this life and then after the death and then after that death there will be a time when there will be judgment and then the people can go to the fire of hell. And he has made paradise for the people who can save themselves from the fire of hell. This book is a clear warning for the people against the fire of hell. That is the main message of the book. If anybody reads properly, if you are reading the book from another eye, it will, have, it will have problem. But if you read the Quran from the eye of your creator, your master, the only message you can keep getting in the book actually is that Allah wants to save you from the fire of hell. It's so mercy. In this surah, we are going to read, inshallah, this, many surahs in the Quran, they, they have the word Rahman. All the time coming Rahman, most merciful. Like Surah Al-Rahman, Surah Al-Mulk, uh, Surah Al-Furqan, and Surah Al-Naba. Meaning that Allah Taala is so much merciful upon you, so much Rahman. He really wants to save you. He just wants to save you, you know, if it is possible. Just he wants to explain to the people if how can they be saved from the fire of hell. So keep in mind the only concern of this book actually is for the people is how they can be saved from the fire of hell. And the fire of hell is waiting for them. This surah is going to in, uh, in Jahannama. The Quran says, In Jahannama kanat mirsada. Yeah, in Jahannama kanat mirsada. The fire of hell. It is waiting for the people. It is actually in a certain point waiting for the people. Everybody is moving to that. It is just waiting for that. It is, it is hidden there. As soon as you come there, it will arise. And then no escape. It will just take it. Fire, fire of hell has been made to wait everybody. Wait everybody. Like for example, if you have only one gate for the city. Only one gate. And the big line on, on the gate of the city. And people say when you leave the city, our line is waiting for you. This actually, there is no other escape. Every single person, basically, they are going to pass by the fire of hell, and fire of hell is waiting. Like, for example, if you pass in the desert, if you are in the desert, and you go there, and there are some enemies, they are hiding somewhere in the desert, and when you come near, they just appear from, from, from the earth. How frightening will it be? You have no escape to go anywhere. Just say, they surround you from everywhere, what you can do? You don't see any enemy. You go there, and once you are in the middle of the desert, then the enemy, they appear from, the, from their holes, and they surround you. This fire of hell actually is there. As soon as you move to that direction, it will come suddenly. In the Quran wants to warn the people against this thing. So keep that is the main concern of this book. This book is teaching only one thing. I tell you a story. There was a Sikh in India. His name is Shri Tej Pal Singh. One of these Indian Muslim scholars, he gave him the Quran. And when he read the Quran translation in Indian language, he gave you know, the, it back to this Muslim scholar. He said uh, that when I read the Quran, I became frightened. Because this book only talks about the fire of hell. I became so frightened by reading the book. If you read this book really, the first thing actually, if you read properly, the first thing is this book is going to frighten you. This book, book is going to make you full of the fear that you know, what is going to happen to you. This book never can leave you to sit in, in the peace. You know, look actually, people who used to understand like Tawasul Yamai Rahmullah Ta'ala, one of the great Tabi'i, student of Duran Abbas, whenever he used to go to bed, so he, he used to, couldn't sleep properly. He said, the fire of hell does not let me to sleep. The fire of hell does not let me to sleep. So first thing, keep in mind, the major message of this book is that how to save you from the fire of hell. Because your Lord is Rahman and really has so much mercy upon you. He wants to tell you every single thing about that fire. 
and he wants to save you as much as possible. He wants to tell you all those things which can help you to save you from the fire of hell. Like a good mother, when she warns her child from going outside, she tells every single thing properly, so the child never can be deceived. Allah SWT wants to tell you before that day what is going to happen there. Don't die until actually you have made full arrangement how to save yourself from the fire of hell. The main message of the book is the fire of hell. You can see really in the especially the last, last uh, Jews and uh, all the surah, this, this message keep coming again and again uh, in, in different details. That's one thing keep in mind. Now really look, uh, you know, in our time, when you see all the Muslim are, uh, you know, movements, organizations, what you can find really? You can find really they have found an Islam without the hereafter. Most Muslim movements and organizations, their actually whole concern is this life. They want to bring success to the believers in this life. Hardly they mention the hereafter. If you look in the life of the companions, you can see really as their life was so much full of fear, as if the fire of hell has been made for them. We people, we write about Islam so nicely and in such a way that it seems that only believers only have paradise. Nothing else. There is no fear of any fire of hell. Fire of hell was only for companions of the Prophet, but now for us, there is no fire of hell. There are so many concerns. If you see actually writings of the modern scholars in, in, in Islam, you can find so many concerns for them about the state, about Sharia, about Islamic law, about this and that. You can find so much things. But hardly you can find any concern from the people about the day hereafter, about the fire of hell. The thing which is the most concerning thing for the, for, for the Quran, that has become the least concern, concern for, for the believers at the moment. So, you know, we actually have, basically you can say we have invented a new Islam, Islam without the day hereafter. This Islam does not exist. Islam without the day hereafter does not exist. The only Islam which the Quran actually tells you, Islam with the day hereafter. Islam which has got day hereafter as the main message, core message. Islam without the day hereafter, it is new, new versions of the Quran, Islam. It is not the real version of the Islam. The only Islam that you can learn from the Quran and from the Prophet is only Islam with the day hereafter. Islam without the day hereafter, this is new versions of Islam, they did not exist that time. The Prophet did not have that. And you can see the life of the Prophet is so much full of the fear. So that keep in mind that you know, when you read Islam through anybody's writing, you are not learning Islam. You only can learn Islam when you read Islam from the writing of your own creator. He knows Islam. He is your creator. The only Islam that actually authentic Islam is which is in the Quran. Any other Islam, they are not authentic. The only authentic book that Muslim have got actually is this book. And that is the Quran and this book only concern has got for you how to save you from the fire of hell. To any Islam without the day hereafter, that is not the authentic version of Islam. The authentic version of Islam is Islam with the day hereafter as is explained in the Quran, in the book of Allah So that keep in mind. You know, the thing really, you know, if uh, somebody, you know, if, if take your, your, ch your children to a garden, to a place in a garden, and there are, you know, small animals, ants, mice, and this and that, you know, they are around there, you are moving. And suddenly, you see a big wolf, a big lion, big lion appears from nowhere. What will happen? Are you going to be concerned about the small mice and ants on the ground? What will happen? You really make noise, you shout, you make every effort to save yourself and your, your children from, from, the, from the lion or from this danger. The small problems will disappear. 
all the ants they are on the ground you don't think about them now we people are more concerned about the ants about the mice about the rats about the small insects but the real problem we are not thinking the only concern we have got actually is you know these small problems the real problem nobody has concern we really we have more concern for our children's future in this world our more concern is actually that how our children in this world they can live li- nice life do we have concern really for our children that how they can be safe from the fire fell do really we give any importance for that you know if a lion comes in a city every single problem will disappear the real problem for example leave that really if you are in syria now what will happening really we should make dua may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help the people in, in syria and, and also in egypt in all muslim countries that are, but if you are like in of the, and you know and in you know, all these actually uh, uh, the killing and all those things happening do you think you're going to have any small concern there the only concern should be that how you save your life in this universe really the biggest concern for everybody should be that how save yourself from the fire of hell not any other concern so that we have to keep in mind the reason why people the reason why people don't actually have so much concern about the hereafter two reasons their quran keeps taking one is jahala and one is ghafla one ignorance because people don't know the fact properly and one is ghafla sometimes they know but they just don't want to think about that they just basically want to enjoy they don't want to understand this properly and that ghafla will come later on but first thing the most important thing is jahal ignorance they they really don't don't think properly don't don't understand properly and actually and the problem also is that very often we trust in those leaders who are ignorant if any leader of muslim community is ignorant of the day hereafter he never can be your leader properly because what his concern will be those small problems ants mice this and that his concern will not be to save you from the real problem most of Muslim leaders in muslim world their concern basically is small problems because they don't know they never made effort to understand why this religion is so important they never made effort so if you trust in the ignorant people what will happen you are not going to you are not be guided you never can be guided the prophet muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam never made these minor issues as the main issue the only issue was concern actually is about the hereafter the most of the time actually we people are ignorant of the hereafter of the fire of hell and also the people on whom we trust they are ignorant maybe they are sincere many muslim leaders in muslim world they are sincere like firaun used to say to his people ma uriikum illa ma ara i only show you what i i can see wa ma ahdiikum illa sabil rashad i only guide you to right path he was very sincere for his people but sincerity is not enough you need to have knowledge if you know if you are sincere and you and you tra- you want to travel you know from here to london and by mistake you, you use a train which is going to an opposite direction even if you sincere you are not going to guide it understand it properly you know there is a story i was reading somewhere this story is somebody has got a donkey and he used to ride donkey you know it was very nice but one day the donkey dropped him from the bike and he fell down and he became injured you know and uh, you know something broken in his body and when donkey looked back by back he saw that his master you know is fallen down and you know injured and all those things he really feel, felt very bad that my master has been looking after me all the time and this time i harmed him so then he lifted him and put him back again on the bike and then he took him to the hospital so when he came back the people said to him that how nice your donkey is that you know your donkey you know you know you when you for you know uh, needed help it took you to the hospital so how nice and how sincere for you 
So the person said, yeah, my donkey is sincere and nice, but it actually is ignorant. It took me to the hospital of the animals. So it, because he, he does not know. Donkey only can take you to the hospital of the animals. He cannot take you to the, to the hospital of, of the human being. So even if you are sincere and very good in everything, but you know, if you really don't know what will happen, so when you make donkeys are your guide, your imam, your leaders, what will happen? They will take you to the hospitals of animals. They can't take you to the real place. This is what happening is. We are trusting and ignorant people. The prophets and messengers never deceive you. They never, never can deceive you. They never can say you something wrong. They never make you to really have love of this world. It, it's impossible for you because they are they're true people. They're honest people. They don't make any propaganda. They really want to, to advise you. So one of the problems of the Muslim world actually is that we have, we, first thing is people don't know clearly and also we trust in those people who don't know. So they are not our real leaders. So that we have to keep, keep, keep in mind that, uh, you know, very often the problem of the, uh, the reason that people don't work for the hereafter is jahala, ignorance. That's one of the main reasons. Actually, and that, is, that problem is so much severe that even when people are actually about to die, just about to die, still their concern is this world. Just about to die, concern this world. This world. You know, just imagine really, somebody traveling on the station, and his train is there, and then he fires people about the seats of the station, that, no, I want to sit here, and the train is there. Everybody says he's stupid. Your train is about to leave, and you're fighting about the seats and the station for, and platform. Everybody will laugh at him. Everybody says, so stupid. Your train is going to leave. You have to be concerned about how to get the train. You know, you're going to miss your train. You are not have come here to stay in the station. It is not your home. You're going to leave. We people are actually fighting for the stations. We are not thinking about the traveling, about our journey, about the train that we want to get. We don't think about that. You know, how can we guide it? So just think properly. It's one of the ignorance that we have brought to society. Even if people were about to die, they don't think about, 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 about the real thing. And that's why, you know, the ulama say that most people who are so successful in this world, rich, money, palaces, house, cars, business, everything, as soon as they reach at, at the gate of the death, they're going to die, as soon as they reach to the death of the gate, they don't see beyond that gate except basically hopeless destination. They don't know what's going to happen. All their life they've been wasting. Death, death will come. Death is going to come, but beyond that, you can't see anything. So that's why we say actually is the real problem, though there is problem actually of ignorance, but the more important than actually is the problem of the ghafla. People actually are unaware. People don't want to remember that. I'll tell you what, what, what the proof for that. The proof for that, okay, if you think really the day after judgment is not proven, you don't believe in that. Don't you believe in the death? Don't you believe in the death? Why don't you remember the death? That is coming. Because you think if you remember the death, is it going to harm of your enjoyment? It is not that you are ignorant. The problem actually you don't want to remember. If people actually make any decision in this life, keeping the death in proper mind, many of the things that Quran is telling about the day of judgment will be so easy to understand. People even don't you can see in modern society, everything about the life, they never talk about the death. Everything about the good health, but never they talk about the illness. Every time they talk to you about the youth and young age, but they don't talk to you about the old age. They don't make anything like that because they just want to deceive you. So, you know, basically, it is not that the people don't have proof. Everybody has got the proof of the death. Who does not believe? But people don't want to learn that. 
the Quranic way, basically, it is not that you know that a hereafter is something impossible to prove. Or, you know, it is not like that. People don't want to learn because people are so happy to the enjoyment of this life. They don't want to learn a, 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 about that life. This actually, the real thing, actually, real reason is ghafala. And the Quran, that's why Quran does not make argument. Quran just keeps telling. Very often, Quran makes the same context that you are going to die, and then after death, you are going to resurrect. As if, if the people don't know they are going to die. And actually it is true, people, are, people live in this world as they, they are not going to die. But Allah has made the death in a way that wherever you are, you have to pass through the death. Nobody can actually escape the death. Impossible for anybody to escape the death. It is going to happen. And then beyond the death, nothing is going to be. Everybody knows that what we have been doing in this world, nothing can benefit us after the death. All our palaces, all our houses, all our incomes, money, Whatever you've got, nothing is going to be a carry them after the death. Nothing is going to be benefit us. So people basically, even the thing what they know, they don't want to remember. Death, everybody knows. But nobody wants to remember that. That's why the Prophet used to say, You know, remember all the time that thing which can break your enjoyment. And that is the death. People should remember. If you remember that, you'll become realistic. But otherwise, people re, re, uh, remain in deception. They are deceiving themselves. So that one thing, keep in mind that this book actually is main message is the akhirah, the hereafter. And main reason for the people not to prepare for hereafter is either ignorance. And every sign is there. If they want to learn properly, they can understand the akhirah. Or most often actually, the problem is the ghafala. They don't want to remember that. And the third actually thing that actually I like to emphasize uh, you know here before started the surah is that you know the surah and also the surah before has been talking about one important thing taqwa what actually happening is, is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants to make Islam real Islam Islam with the fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Islam with taqwa that's why very often Quran keeps repeating the word taqwa taqwa muttaqi comes opposite of the kafirin and mushrikeen because that real Islam is we people actually believe in the symbols of Islam more than Islam. There is Islam and there is symbols of Islam. People actually are more concerned about the symbols rather than Islam. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not reward people anything because of the symbols. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants the real Islam from the people, not symbols. Understand this properly. And now look at really most, most Muslim uh, movements of the reform. They have got certain symbols. If you are in, use those symbols, you belong to that group. For example, if you are in, you know, I, uh, you know, I have, you know, friends, relationships, you know, people, you know, in, in most of these organizations, and I really, you know, I love them because they're doing so many things good. But at the same time, we also have to improve ourselves. So, for example, if you know Jamaat Islam in Pakistan, uh, Pakistan, India, the main concern all the time actually is Islamic State. If you talk about that, then you belong to that group. And the rest of the life, people are not concerned how to do. If you, if you use those vocabulary, you belong to that group. How your prayers are, how your fasting are, how your life in the night, uh, how much fear if you have got thereafter, it is not such an important thing. I, if, as long as you use those, those symbols, you belong to them. In India, if you put topi, hat or kurta payan like that, you are Muslim. That we are concerned. So if somebody you know, walks in the street without kurta pajama, so we don't think you know, he is proper Muslim. If somebody more pious than me, more pious than me, if he puts on trousers you know, like you know, Western dress properly, and, and he has more fear of Allah, he does prayer more than me, but people still would think I am better than him. Because symbols have got more importance in our life than the real Islam. Though actually, Western dress, you know, it's a, any dress, and if you read properly, there is no difference between this one and that one. 
or maybe people want to prefer one or the other. It is the preference only can be awla or awla. I do actually you don't follow that, but many people think if you pray with the topi, it is better. If you follow that opinion, it's still just different thing. But just think really, there are something which is more important than that. If you pray with the reembrace of Allah Khushu, that is more important. If somebody has no topi, but he has more khushu than you. That he is nearer to Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. But we people more believe in the symbols rather than Islam. Symbols of Islam have become more important than Islam itself. We have made certain symbols. We have their part of our identity, our belonging. We belong to certain group. We want that. For example, if you you know belong to Brailvi you know group, what is more important for you is Eid Miladun Nabi. If you celebrate Eid Miladun Nabi, you are from them. If you don't come to any prayer. It doesn't matter. As long as you come on the twelfth of Rabi'ul Awal in the mosque and big celebration and the fifteenth of Shaban and this and that few few nights, few days, so you are from them. If somebody prays five times a day in the same mosque, they have no importance for that person. These things have become more important for them than the prayer. Why? Because that is their identity. That is their identity. We have made actually we have taken certain symbols, certain identity to define the Islam. Allah and His Messenger don't like identities. Allah and His Messenger they look. For Islam, not symbols of Islam, they look the real taqwa. They don't look for the identities. This actually understand properly. There was a Hindu in India, one of the Muslim. He gave him a copy of the Quran, and he read the Quran, and then he asked him, "Bring me the other Quran." So this Muslim thought maybe you know he is more interested now. He wants another copy to give someone else. So he brought another copy of the Quran, and then he told, he said, "No, it is the same Quran, and I want the Quran on which Muslim act, not this Quran." The Quran that the Quran of Muslims, the Quran that Muslims follow. Do you see? The, if you read this Quran really, and you look at Muslims, you can see this is not the Quran of Muslims. This is not the book of Muslims. We Muslims don't make the Quran our ideal. Every single thing is actually our ideal. You can see their Sufis, they, their ideal is Ahyaulumiddin. This book, that book. If you are a Hanafi, we read a Hidayah, and this book, that book. If you are Shafi, we have our own manual. If you are a Maliki, this thing, and then we think this is fine for us. Who reads the Quran then? The word prophet of the Quran. Why Quran has come? Why Quran has come less important than any, any other book? Every book, everything has become more important than the Quran. If people want guidance, they go to this book, that book. But what Quran is? What purpose of the Quran? Understand this properly, we, because we are basically more interested in the identity. We are more interested in the belonging. We are more interested, you know, in, in the symbols. We are not interested in the real Islam, the taqwa party. Understand actually, there are many, many people who we think they are not important. In the eye of Allah, they are more important. And many, many people who we think really they're more pious because their topi or their turban, maybe in the eye of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, they are not so important. Because Allah does not look at these things. In Allah, Allah yans guru ila suwarikum. Allah does not look at your shapes and your forms. Walakin hu yans guru ila qulubikum. Allah looks at your hearts. He looks in the hearts of the people. He does not look at the forms of people. You know how how they look. He looks at what is in their heart. And that the Quran says, "Lain yana Allah luhumuha, waladimauha." ولكن ينال التقوى منكم. When you make a sacrifice of an animal, so the blood of the animals or the meat of the animal, they don't go to the heaven to Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. What goes is your fear of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. So you know that that what matters. So this thing we have to keep in mind. The Quran actually keeps coming. The salvation depends on taqwa. Salvation does not depend on symbols, on identities, on on belonging. It only depends on taqwa and fear of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala if it is deep deep in 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 the heart. Another thing actually is because what actually happened is since we have made these identities and belonging and group things so important in Islam, 
तो वेरी ऑफन रियली वी डिस्कस दोज इशूज विच आर इम्पोर्टेंट फॉर दैट ग्रुप और फॉर दैट आइडेंटिटी इवन एक्चुअली दे आर नॉट कंसर्न ऑफ मुस्लिम्स एट ऑल एट दैट दैट टाइम वी कीप रिपीटिंग मेनी मेनी ऑफ दोज इशूज एंड इफ यू लुक रियली वाई पीपल क्रिटिंग दिस थिंग वी डोंट नीड दो थिंग बिकॉज दे वॉन्ट देर आइडेंटिटीज देर स्कूल्स टू गो ऑन वेरी ऑफन यू कैन सी लाइफ ऑफ अकीदा पीपल वी टीच अकीदा दैट यू आई एम अशरी आई एम मातुरी दी आई एम यू नो दिस एंड आई एम दिस and they teach you those many issues which were raised sometime for certain reasons at the moment nobody is concerned about those things they keep prepare why because they want to make the school alive their whole purpose is people don't need those things many things people keep teaching you and they think this and they make it is so important for you though they, you don't need quran does not talk about them quran quran does not mention them but people keep teaching those things again and again because they want really to keep the school alive it is not because the muslims need them that why you know somebody said really that you know many many muslim scholars they are no more different from the politicians you know one thing about the politicians people say that you know actually one of the russian ministers said a long time ago that that politicians everywhere are the same politicians everywhere they are same they promise to you to build a bridge even if there is no river but they keep they, they promise you so that actually happened in many many muslim scholarly they teach you something more about something which does not exist those problems which does not people don't know those problems they teach you the problem and they teach you the solution they don't exist so you know this really is very important to understand so three points that i mentioned one thing is understand this book the quran is the book of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala read the quran from as a book of the creator as your master and someone is more sincere to than anyone else second thing is the main concern of the book is to save you in the hereafter from the fire of hell that's the most concern that should be the most concern of every single body in the life every father should be concerned that how i can save my family from the fire of hell every member of the society should be concerned how can i save the rest of the humanity from the fire of hell that should be the most important concern for every single person and the third thing is allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not want to make islam a symbol or as identity or as belonging islam basically is only the fear of allah taqwa if islam is islam does not have taqwa that islam has no importance in life of allah taala because all the promise of allah in his book they are connected with taqwa with the life of the muttaqi people so these three things they must be in in your mind very clearly then you know if you read this book it will can make uh, you know sense one more thing actually is that uh, you know in the uh, when people have knowledge there are two types of the knowledge very you know people who you know go you know the learn they know this thing very, very clearly you know objective knowledge and subjective the objective knowledge you know it is proven in the people in its proof and people know even actually don't don't believe in that it exists like you know all the knowledge of uh, the you know science physics and all those things they are objective but subjective knowledge they only have importance if you live according to them if you live according to them then they important otherwise there no proof the proof only comes when you live according to them so for example if you believe in the fire of hell that belief only because in actually another problem actually for english language because in english language because of the dominance of the science when people use the word belief they mean doubt when anybody say i believe it means he doubts that one meaning basically i believe so means i i i i think it is not it a belief belief believe actually used for those things which are not empirical which are not objective subjective and because you have doubt you don't really believe to so say in english language believe means i doubt it never means belief in arabic language not like that when you say u menu iman iman is not belief iman actually is something different iman basically means that you have a hope and you really want that hope to be true that is first thing and second thing actually is you have you know in life which is connected with that hope 
you want to live according to the life. If you don't live according to the life, it is not belief. Iman never can happen when your actions are different from your words. It never can happen. So in English language, it could be you have belief with doubt. But in Arabic language, you never can have Iman when your life goes against that. Your actions. Iman must be Qawl and Amal. All the time happening. Qawl and Amal must be connected. If you only say by the word, and if you don't act upon that, then basically it is no proof. Proof only comes in the Iman, in the belief, in, the, in subjective knowledge with actions. If people live account to something, that is proven. If you don't live account to that, it is not proven. Proof only comes when you live account to that, when you really follow in your, your, your main life. So in Arabic language, when we say Iman, it basically is hope. You, and the second thing is, it must be true and the truth should be expressed in, uh, translated in your real life. You live account to that. So when you say, I believe in the hereafter, what should, what mean? It really means that you hope that in the day hereafter, you will enter to paradise and save from the fire of hell. And that must be translated to action. Meaning is, then I must live a life which can save me from the fire of hell and which can make me to enter to paradise. If you don't live a life like that, then you are not a believer. If you say by words and you don't live a life like that, you are not a believer. Belief basically must mean connected with that. That's why sometimes Quran says, people say we are believers, they are not believers. You are only Muslim. Means you, you accepted Islam because of your tribe, because of other people or something like that. But Iman is not there. Iman that you have hope of, of salvation, the paradise, and then you connect your action life with that hope, it does not exist. What you have got actually is you are following someone. Your Islam has come from tradition, from a culture. You are born in a Muslim family. You accept Islam because of a certain tribe. So this keep in mind that in what Quran actually teaching, if you believe in that, it means basically is that you must live account to that. If you think really the real problem is to, save, to be saved from the fire of hell, then your life must be like that. Your concern must be like that. You should not be upset. In, at the moment really, if any, any problem comes to Muslim society, we become so much concerned. The Prophet actually have been saying as long as people let you to worship your Lord and they let you to establish the prayer, then obey them as long as they do this because that is the most important concern. If people don't let you to obey your Lord, worship him, then there is a problem. Then a real problem is there. Every other problem, they are minor. As long as people let you to save yourself from the fire of hell, then you are successful. Don't worry about one bread or two bread or three bread, one house or no house. Don't worry about that. As long as people let you worship your Lord, as long as people let, let you to save yourself from the fire of hell, don't worry because that is the main concern. The life of the believer should be kind to that. That you know, hope of paradise and living a life which makes very clear that you know, my main concern is. We hope you enjoyed today's lecture and pray that it will be beneficial to you. Remember to tune in for the next one. For more insightful content in full HD quality on tafsir and other Islamic sciences such as hadith, fiqh, Arabic prose, grammar and morphology, as well as Islamic history, female scholarship and much, much more, subscribe to our unique streaming platform on www.deepdeen.tv. That's D-E-E-P-D-E-E-N.tv. Don't forget to visit www.cambridgeislamiccollege.org and show your support. Please click on the donate button and give whatever you can. Our institution is dependent on the generosity of donors like yourselves.